welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. Welcome to Big Dog's Corner of a new podcast. My name is Dawn Piercy. I am your host with co-host... Mariano Big Dog. (laughs) (laughs) And tonight we're bringing you a very special guest, Dinner Warner. He founded the world champion Muay Thai, also known as WCK Muay Thai, uh, in 1989, which is the longest running Muay Thai event in the United States. Okay, and the championships, they're held in LA, Las Vegas, Beijing, and that's just to name a few, and it features top fighters from all around the world and just about every country. And you can see it on air on U.S. Fox Sports Prime Ticket and in San Diego every Thursday and Friday. Dennis, it's great to have you on Big Dog's Corner of a new podcast. How are you tonight? Doing great. It's great to be here. Awesome. Now, so Dennis, I know you didn't start out in fighting yourself, but I would absolutely know the history of how you and your journey into building all that you have built to where it is today. We want to know. Well, I was um, back in 1989. I uh, had graduated from uh, Pepperdine University up in Malibu, and I was interested in getting to the movie business like everybody so uh my first job was uh working with canon films and i did standards and practices and was an editor for them okay and through that i met uh some stunt people mainly uh benny the jet yukitas and his family and blicky rodriguez and uh they told me that they're going to start doing kickboxing shows at the palladium with chuck norris Nice. And so I had met with them and I talked to them about me producing the television for them because they weren't going to televise it and try to sell a pilot. So that's what I did. It was August of 1989. We had a great fight show. We had Pete Cunningham, Stan Longinitas, Kathy Long. Uh, turned out to be an excellent card. And I sold the pilot to Sports Channel America at that time. And we were off to the races. That's awesome. Wow. Well, that's awesome. So how did you and Mariano meet? Well, he's <laughs> been a fan of WCK for many years, and uh, we were at one time even trying to get him into the ring. Um, it just didn't work out with injuries and his MMA career, but uh, he's been a big supporter of us. He loves to stand up fighting, you know, the art of eight limbs. And he understands it and has a great depth of knowledge about it and uh, has always been very supportive. Very nice. Now, growing up, uh, I want to ask, who was your biggest inspiration in um, getting started in all of this? Well, I think everybody in my era, you know, the inspiration was uh, Bruce Lee. Um, Of course, uh, ESPN, it just started. So I was a, a fan of the old PKA series, you know, and back then, you know, the, the main fighters that I liked were uh, uh, Big Brad Hefton and, uh, of course, Bill Wallace. Um, so oh, I, yeah. I was watching those old PKA shows. Um, uh, and 
so I knew about the sport. And then when I graduated and um, Benny and those people and Chuck Norris were starting it, I thought, wow, this is a sport that should really be on television again. And uh, that's what we did. Well, I'm glad it was because I grew up watching it, too. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. We're all dating ourselves now. <laughs> so, oh, Mariano, I know you've got questions for Dennis. <laughs> uh, you know, I always say, Dennis, and I, Don, you guys know this is all about our guests. Um, you guys are the ones that make this special. And um, if I just get over-motivated, it's just because, you know, being a professional MMA fighter and being in the business for years, helping, promoting, and uh, I, I look at Dennis as like the Art Davy of the UFC. I look at Dennis, he started it, he brought it on TV. And I remember the days I used to help promote and help out. Uh, you remember uh, uh, Coban and Saxon Gingero? And I remember uh, um, the other guy from Elite, uh, from Pro Boxing, uh, LA Boxing, uh, I forgot it, Voot, Voot. He was in a promoting, and I remember those days. Those are the guys that I trained with, and I just look at Dennis Warner as uh, as one of the pioneers of Muay Thai, and of course I remember also Steve Darte. Um, these are people that I remember growing up, and uh, of course you know you got uh, uh, Toby to Toby Greer, who's one of my friends, and also his uh, friend who's a, a Glory champion, uh, Joe, and all these guys. So. Um, so uh, what happened, Dennis? Uh, is that true or what? <laughs> yeah, all those guys, uh, you know, um, very integral part of uh, developing the sport of uh, Muay Thai. Uh, of course, uh, Steve's dad, Danny, was uh, very instrumental in promoting down in Mexico and then did a series of shows up in uh, Whittier. So uh, he's, he's an old school guy. Uh, we had the pleasure of promoting Coban many times, you know, starting back in 1996. You know, we promoted Toby Greer when he was an amateur, turned him pro. Same thing with, same thing with Joe Schilling. Uh, Joe's uh, become a great star with uh, Bellator now. And uh, Sexan Janjira we promoted back in 97 uh, on pay-per-view, actually. That was, uh, he was going to, he fought Ben Garcia. Back, uh, Master Toddy's big champion. I remember yeah, that. All those names, very familiar with me. You know, they're in my library of video. We have over 350 one-hour shows. Wow. Starting back in 1989, so it really encompasses the whole history of uh, Muay Thai kickboxing in the United States. If there was any big name from Don Wilson, Benny the Jet, Coban, uh, Samarpe Karun. Uh, Perinia, Gunsock, any name you could think of. Jermaine D. Rondami I brought out when she was 19 years old. Wow. Saxons and Gerald? Yeah, gave Holly Holm her first amateur fight and her first pro fight. So a lot cool. of the people that uh, people are very familiar with now uh, were brought up in the WCK, and we helped showcase their career, and they've gone on to great things. Nice. Oh, what can for our audience for our audience and our listeners um, that do not know the history of Muay Thai itself? Can you tell us some of the history of Muay Thai and how much, if any, if it's changed over the years? Well, it's changed quite a bit, as Mariano's familiar with. 
back when we started in 1989, really uh, the only forms of uh, stand-up fighting that were allowed were the old PKA style, which was above the waist uh, fighting, kicking, mm -hmm. so you couldn't kick below the knees. And then uh, the WKA came along with the help of Arnold Yukitas uh, as the guiding force, and he got in the low kick rules. So when we started doing fighting back in 1989, that's what we did. We were doing 11 two-minute rounds for a world title fight. That was Pete Cunningham versus Zuka Naboya. Mm -hmm. And there was no, no clinching, and there was no kneeing, and there was no elbow fighting. Now... Um, through uh, the help of, of course, UFC, um, we helped support them in bringing around the MMA rules. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, that allowed the Muay Thai rules to, um, to become legal. So um, I was had the pleasure of 2001 doing the first full rules Muay Thai fight in the state of Nevada. Okay. We opened up Palms, Palms Hotel and Casino and did a live pay-per-view show there. Brought over uh, Thong Thai from Thailand and uh, and some officials from Rajadhanarin Stadium and uh, did a great show then. And then uh, in 2006, um, with the help of some great uh, old officials from CSAC, including Dean Lohaus and Joe Borelli, we were able to get this, the actual sport of Muay Thai legal in California Okay, through the elbow. And that, that was in uh, Hollywood Park in 2006. Okay, wow. So it has changed quite a bit over time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The last 12 years, it's been really full rules Muay Thai, where you can use all eight limbs. So it's the, the sport that people identify with worldwide. And uh, I think that's what's helped spur the growth of it. Heck yeah. Now, are there any fights coming up that you can tell us about and when we can tune in? Well, we're probably one of the most prolific promoters in the uh, United States. We do a show around once a month. Okay. Primarily right now, we're doing shows in Southern California at the Burbank Marriott. So we have a show coming up uh, March 9th. Uh, we have a main event, Charles Bissett versus uh, Diagli Kamara from France. So that's Ooh. for a world title. And we have a really great up-and-coming uh, female fighter, uh, Jerrica Trias, who's going to be fighting Jules Perez. I'm kind of known as probably the uh, biggest proponent of women fighting, starting back with Kathy Long. Almost every top-notch female fighter has fought mm -hmm. for my promotion. Some we passed on because they didn't fight kickboxing like Ronda Rousey. But, uh, you know, almost every every fighter that's uh, gone through uh, the or trained out of the world, really, has come through my door and been on my television show. That rocks. That totally rocks. What's the most common injury that you find um, in the sport for for people? And does it differ between men and women? Well, the most common is, is going to be the cut from the elbow. Um, really, that's the primary uh, injury that most Muay Thai fighters have. Everything else is, you know, bruises and from body kicks and shin kicks. But uh, I've been fortunate. The, the most I've ever really had is, you know, basically a broken forearm. That's the only thing that I've really had as far as an injury in 30 years. Knock on wood. So it's right. a fairly safe. It's a brutal wow. sport. 
but it's a very safe sport too if because if it's really who you're matching the fighter against you can do mismatches and kill somebody but if you know how to match a fight and give very both opponents a, the proper level of fighter that they're that they're facing mm-hmm. then you're going to have a great match and you can, you're still going to have some devastating knockouts but it's just not going to be like the bell rings and in 20 seconds it's over right 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 so yeah got to keep them on their toes so for for our uh listeners where can they follow you to keep up with what you got going on and when the fights are coming out well we're you know on all the social media you know uh wckmoytai.com um you can buy tickets through our ticket uh, online ticket outlet wckmoytai dot tix t-i-x dot com and you can follow us on facebook and instagram instagram of course has many more photos and also uh some video and for our viewers on our new podcast.com platform just click his picture and it'll take you to his bio page and i've provided all the links there for you as well as some videos so you've got to check those out under this interview now dennis before we wrap up today um if there is anything that you could say to the muay thai fans here listening tonight what would it be just thank you for the undying support of the sport i mean it's uh really one of the most fantastic sports we're really looking forward to trying to get olympic recognition coming up here hopefully by 2024 um ifma's been doing a great job in supporting the sport and uh moving it forward uh i did i did my small part by getting the rules and regulations set for professionals so people can actually see the real muay thai Mm -hmm. in the united states and uh, embrace it for what it is. Well, Mariano, do you have any more questions? Uh, you know, Dennis, I, I Dennis is, uh, like I said, I, I'm, I'm very passionate because I, I feel Mutai is, is my ground. It's my base. It's what I learned. And, um, I just remember too, what do you think about, they got this new thing on M1 where they these guys are dressed up like knights and they're doing MMA. What do you think about that? <laughs> it's called it's called M1 um, M1. Uh, yeah, they they dress up and they're sword fighting and there's Muay Thai and MMA. I just thought, That's what, awesome. what do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's like there's, medieval stuff. Yeah, there, there you go. There's room for everything, you know, Mariano. I think you know. Uh, MMA has really proven that. And when MMA came along, everybody was just saying it was like a bar fight. It's developed into a real sport. You know, it's developed into a real. To some extent, the reason people thought that is Mariano knows. Usually, you know, in the old days, you know, uh, when they were doing those shows at Saboba, it was the bar bouncer from Spearmint Rhino versus the bar bouncer from another bar. So that's, that's why it got that reputation. But it, it quickly, once it got legalized, and you got to thank uh, the UFC uh, for their diligence. And, of course, Mark Ratner has done a, a great job in making sure that they've stayed the course and, and kept all the compliance rules and regulations in place. He was a great uh, chief executive officer of Nevada. 
and he's done the wonders for the UFC in making sure that they uh, keep the sport pure, but also safe for everybody. Right, absolutely. Well, it's been great having you on Big Dog's Corner as a new guest. And for our listeners, if you like this episode, be sure to click like, share. You can comment on our commenting system, too, uh, which we always answer back. And uh, if you, you know, be sure to subscribe to keep up with Big Dog's Corner here on a new podcast. And uh, if you feel fit to buy us a cup of coffee once a month for bringing you these episodes, you can do so at our anchor.fm platform under a new podcast. Until next time, this is Dawn Piercy, Mariano Mendoza, and Dennis Warner signing off and keep it real.